Welcome back to the second hour of Gesundheit with Jacobus. Here again is your host, Jacobus Holloway. That's correct, Chadwick. Thank you very much. And thank you all for tuning in today. It's an absolute pleasure to, uh, to be here. And I really hope that uh, when you have a chance, you, uh, you chime in. Today it is April Fool's Day, and uh, I thought let's make the topic based on are we being fooled? Have we been fooled by the Western medical machine, the pharmaceutical companies, the FDA, Monsanto, CDC, with lies that are there, and I'm not against money, trust me, I'm not against money, but there is a difference when it has to do with greed. Greed, power, control, manipulation. Those are things that uh, are very different. And we need to uh, we need to figure that out. So uh, all of a sudden, I got three telephone calls, and so I'm going to take number one. The other two will have to stay in hold or call back. Good morning, caller. What's your name? How can we help you, please? Morning, Jacobus. This is Paul. Hey, Paul. Thanks for joining. You bet. I love the subject you're talking about. This well, great. <laughs> I well, I don't know if I've ever told you I'm I am a pilot of a professional pilot of 58 years, going on 59. Fifty of those years was as an aerial applicator. Okay. And you're dealing with subjects that are near and dear to my heart uh, because there's a there's a very close tie between the agri-chem industry and the medical industry. Most of the same, most of the products in both fields are made by the same manufacturers. Right. And, and then of course there's the relationships between those manufacturers and government, Mm -hmm. which is convoluted. Exactly. I've been trying to reason through where these problems begin. And unfortunately the reasoning process makes you conclude that the origin of the problems is, is in multiple places. One of them is, is what we refer to as junk science, which really is the, the scientific process, but focused on too narrow a view. <clears throat> yeah. We've all heard... Coffee's good, coffee's bad, eggs are good, eggs are bad. So many times that we're sick of it. Yes. And and uh, I'll pick on eggs, for example. When research tried to tell us that uh, eggs were bad because they were high in cholesterol, yeah. it totally missed the, <clears throat> the surrounding situation <clears throat> that exists in eggs. Yes. That is, in this case... They're also high in lecithin. Yes. Which counteracts exactly. uh, yeah. <laughs> the effects of cholesterol. Right. But that demonstrates what's wrong in science these days. I've talked to a number of recent PhD graduates and started asking them questions about what it was that they went through, what they studied, what they wrote up what they defended, uh, and so on, uh, to get their Ph.D., and you always find that it is, its focus is so narrow as to be essentially worthless in the real world. Yeah. 
Um, so one of the places that, that we've gone wrong is in our educational system. We, we endow uh, the title of doctor of something upon a lot of people who I, I tend to think many, not all, but many, uh, have a focus that is so narrow that the research that they're going to be doing is is not going to turn turn out good information. Right. We both know that uh, that cholesterol is not a a problem. It's an it it's an expression of a symptom. The body trying to to take care of a problem that we've created somewhere else. Mm-hmm. which is generally in the circulatory system and irritation. Yes. But we have cholesterol in every cell of the body. Yeah. So the, the even the muscle cell, people who have low cholesterol many times don't have any muscle tone. They just cannot hold on to muscle. And yeah. we need muscle in order to keep the frame straight. And if the frame is not straight, then we, get, we have a tendency to wear out the discs and the, uh, uh, we get arthritis aches and pains, and nobody starts looking at what the reason, that's why, what the reason is behind it. That's why so many people with aches and pains and arthritis happen to be also on statin drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and which well, may lower cholesterol, but that's going to upset something else, too. Sure, yes. <laughs> and then, of course, then the rest of the problems, in my view, tend to come from that that relationship between, uh, we'll call them manufacturers or big business and and government. Mm-hmm. The government does not. Anytime you put your life's destiny in the hands of politicians, you're going to have problems. Yes. <laughs> Many of the judgments that are made, you know, I mean, the current situation where they can't seem to can't seem to get it together and deal with uh, Obamacare, et cetera, et cetera, uh, because they're, they're, they're referring to the wrong people. They're not listening to those of us who all of that system is supposed to be serving. They're, they're listening to each other and, yes. and dealing with, with it on, on their, their agenda-driven desires. Absolutely true, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so, yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I, could, I could spend lots and lots of time, but uh, maybe I'll stop into the store one of these days and we'll have a little little more detailed conversation. Yeah, I'll, I'll make some organic coffee and then we can uh, sit and chat about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. I appreciate your chiming in and thanks for your wisdom and thanks for your call. You bet. Okay. Bye bye. So let's get a caller on. Good morning, caller. I really appreciate your tuning in today. Hope you're doing well. What's your name? How can we help you? You may not know me, but uh, I've come to uh, establish some balance here. Ah, uh, can't believe that. Ah, yeah, for one thing, our telephones shut off with two minutes. Uh, usually, the, the at least the cell phones will shut oh. off. Uh, oh. Now, I thought I'd bring a little balance here about the medical industry. As you may have heard, they have been, they've had a survey to find the happiest nation in the world since 2012. Last year was Denmark. This year, the title goes to 
Finland. Uh-huh. But the uh, thing is, Finland pays the second most for health care in the world after America. There is uh, some security in having abundant health care services. So here are some of the other factors I dug up about why Finland is so happy. Every child that's born goes home in a cardboard box. They've been using this 75 years. It's it's a custom that's quite comforting. Got a, a nice, quiet, organic place with blankets and toys, and everybody starts out feeling equal. And also, Finland has about the most successful school system in the world. It's free, and they've been first place in many of the uh, modes for years. Uh, they have 3 million saunas, some of the freshest air in the world. Lapland has the cleanest in Europe air. Uh-huh. Water's good. Most of Europe won't put fluoride in their uh, water. Mm-hmm. Have a, a very well-designed buildings, very creative. It's considered very safe. They have good restaurants. It's uh, oh, and here's one. I uh, have custom. a feeling. I have a feeling you are booking a ticket, uh, Daniel. I don't even have a passport. Uh, oh. I, Yeah, here's one other thing that would drive a talk show host up the wall. One of the customs they have is not to interrupt each other, so they quietly hear out the other person, then they speak their piece. (laughs) (laughs) I can, can, you know, actually, after all the years that you have called in, which is pretty much since the very beginning, uh, I always wonder when you are going to walk in the studio and say, can I have my own show? Well, you know, I came uh, the Daniel R. Peterson was, show. <laughs> yeah, I came uninvited one time, and that's the other thing. What what has happened to Natural Path? I've come in quite a bit. He happened to be there, and we it turned out we were both born the same year. Oh, Doctor Dan oh, Carter. Doctor Dan Carter. He moved out of town. He went to Portland. Oh, well, good. We're both the same age and the same month. In fact, uh, we're both. Done. Monkeys, I think we're both wood monkeys, if, uh. if you know, there are kind of a lot of varieties. Mm-hmm. And when the, you're, you're the rooster right now. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, and, uh, so we're well, going to go, you're going to go to Finland or you want to, you want to talk about Finland as the happiest people in the world? Well, no, I guess I've shot my wad and that uh, turns out Congo of the 144 states or so is the saddest that as an ongoing revolution, and it has some of the richest resources, but they can't get at the stuff, like having a treasure chest in mm. their uh, bedroom, but the bedroom's locked. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for the input. Have a Thanks good weekend. The, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was nice seeing you on Thursday, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you sure had a lot to say, and then you you have to put in questions and answers. That's the uh, part of modern lectures. Uh, you got the questions and answers in too. Yeah, thank you. I uh, I I really enjoy the questions and answers because that tells me what the people are interested in. You know, yeah. I can I can bring a topic, and people can say, "Oh, he's going to give a lecture, so I want to hear it." But at the end of the lecture, I find out what people what really grabbed their attention. Because those are the questions they're going to ask. So. Yeah, yeah. As I saw in the paper, another lecture in your series was about decluttering your life. It turns out that uh, almost 20% of the Americans, when they're empty nesters, instead of saying we're going to downsize, 
they say we got to buy a bigger house to put all this stuff in. Uh, yeah. It's it strange habit of the Americans. I wonder if other countries would do something like that. Uh, distracting maybe from other things. But anyway, yeah. I appreciate it, Daniel. I'm going to continue okay. a lot to talk about. But thanks for the Thank call. You. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Good, God. I was reading from this article at the in the Wellbeing Journal, and it is an interview with uh, Johnny Bowden, a PhD, about uh, he's written several books on fat and diet and um, healthy fats and cholesterol, understanding all that, and myth and lies. And so uh, the, they have a great, interesting um, interview with them. The next question, uh, couldn't you even say that without the particle test, they are practicing non-evidence-based medicine? So could you, couldn't you even say that without the particle test? So if you just test a patient for HDL, LDL, cholesterol, and based on those two numbers, you make a judgment if the person is fine or not then you have a problem. So could you say that they're practicing non-evidence-based medicine? He says, yes. If I had an LDL of under 100, a conventional doctor would be very happy. If 99% of that 100 pounds were LDL-B, so the small particles, that would actually be a real problem. But it would not be noticed by the doctor if she or he was only looking at a test that measures total LDL and not at the particle breakdown. On the other hand, so <clears throat> when I talk to people just about the LDL, then I tell them usually if you are less than 70, that's very good on the LDL. If you are between 70 and 90, that's pretty good. If you get over 100, that indicates to me that you are fighting something. You are fighting and an injury, an infection, or an inflammation, however you want to fill that in. Uh, um, I've told the story before about the lady who broke her neck, and in a six-month period, so she had her test done every six months, and her LDL went from 75, she was always around 70, 75. She had a good cholesterol of 125, was amazing, very healthy person. And all of a sudden, her LDL had jumped to 299, and the doctors immediately wanted to put her on statin drugs because they were afraid of a, for a stroke. And I asked her, I said, where is the fat? Is, it, uh, is the cholesterol in the neck? And she said, yes, it's, uh, it's in the neck. And I said, well, why is it in the neck? And she said, well, I broke my neck three months ago. And I said, so what happened is your, your cholesterol, which, by the way, is made by the liver— the liver, why would the liver make something if it was harmful for us? So the LDL is pumped up because all those LDL particles have to go to the neck to start the healing process. And so they are covering up. So just as you would cut yourself with a knife and the skin splits open and blood gushes out, when you are able to stop the bleeding, a scab will form. And that scab will stay there until new stem cells have come to the area by the body, sent by the body, to not only remove the cells that were cut in half, but also to replace those cells. So the, un the nonspecific stem cells become skin cells. Once they are in place, then the scab will loosen and fall off and we see a beautiful little white line where it used to have a cut and now all of a sudden it's all healed up 
Um, even when you, uh, you, your cut is that big that you have to get stitches, the stitches, they stitch it up. But in the meanwhile, there is a process happening behind the scenes where stem cells are trying to heal the body, heal the damage, and then replace the broken cells. So if you go, if you say, look at the scab and you say, I don't like the looks of a scab, I want to scratch it off and you use your nails to scratch off that scab, several things will happen. Number one, it hurts. Number two, it starts bleeding again. And number three, uh, within a few days, it will get infected. It turns red and yellow pussy and really painful now. And you don't want to touch it because if you don't, the scab at some point will fall off and then everything is fine. So if you look at the blood vessels, when the blood vessels are holding on to LDL cholesterol, it simply means there is a scab, the LDL is forming a scab so that underneath the scab, the body can start a healing process to heal the damage done to the, the blood vessels or the arteries. So now what happens is that the um, now what happens is is that once the body the stem cells have healed the blood vessels the by that time the LDL simply detaches and is removed out of the body through the lymphatic system and point in case of case in point this lady who had this all of a sudden this LDL of two ninety nine what happened was that she was all of a sudden she was um, within a year, so I told her to do more garlic capsules, vitamin C, vitamin E, the fish oil, do like a tablespoon a day. And I said, just take a little more of what you have. Take like six, six to 10,000 vitamin C, take more vitamin E. Within a year, her LDL was, had come down to about 190. And so over 100 points down without doing any medication. And after two years, it was down to about, uh, what was it, about 85. So incredible, restoring. And so she never went on the statin drugs because the statin drugs is you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you have a lot of cholesterol. So I have to lower the cholesterol. You have all those scabs on in your blood vessels. I want to scratch off those scabs. Well, like I said on the outside, if you scratch them, if you scratch them off, there is a damaging, there is an infection that starts. And as we continue with this information on on the cholesterol, we see an increase in cancer amongst people who are on statin drugs. We see an increase in Alzheimer's because we are removing fat from places where it needs to be, and we are actually accelerating death. People die younger when they are taking statin drugs when their cholesterol is very, very low under these circumstances. All righty, folks. Uh, we're going to take another short break. We're going to be right back. Better than pleading the fifth. Why must I be surrounded by food? Becoming a student of the Gesundheit with Jacobus radio show. 